Hey there, welcome to LSAT Demon Daily. I'm Ben Olson, that's Nathan Fox. We're the founders of LSATdemon.com and our weekly podcast, Thinking LSAT. We have an email here from Eric. It says, greetings. Newish LSAT Demon student here. Really enjoyed the live classes and I found an amazing study partner on LSAT Demon Live. Ah, that's amazing when that happens. Love that. We are both making bad decisions. Her more so than me. We are pushing to apply for the 2024 cycle. You mean you're pushing to apply this fall? We are both PTing in the 160s and we may or may not break 170s by July, August, September, which is going to be the next chances to take the test. Wait, what are everybody's reporting different dates here? We need to find the actual the actual dates. Can we confirm what those are one more time? Yep, we can go to lsat.link forward slash dates. And let's see what we got. We have June. Yeah. We have August 2023, September 2023, and then October and November. Okay, so those are the next chances. And then there's October and November after that. Eric is acknowledging that I'm making bad decisions (laughs) while asking us for our advice. Interesting. Okay. I say she is likely giving up more. That is my study partner. I say she is likely giving up more because she has a great undergrad GPA. My GPA is a train wreck, two point low, but I've been (laughs) successful in my career outside of college. What's that have to do with anything like forcing your cycle? It's irrelevant whether you have good grades or bad grades. It's just a bad idea for you. People think about sunk costs way too much. Your GPA is done. You need to think about what you do moving forward. And that should always be get the best LSAT you possibly can apply early, apply broadly, all the things we always say. Yeah. And it's not worse for her to do it than it is for you to do it. It's dumb for either one of you to force yourself into it when you're not ready. But anyway, here's my question. Premise. I want to open my own practice eventually. Premise. I want to be a litigator. Okay. Conclusion. A school like Texas A&M or SMU is sufficient to get me the education and training I need to be a trial lawyer. I should, parentheses, judgment, aspire to get a job out of law school, which puts me in the courtroom. Well, it is true that the best way probably to get court experience is to like work in the DA's office or the public defender's office. It's criminal attorneys who learn how to run actual trials. I mean, there are different kinds of litigators. So there's appellate litigators. So I guess by litigator, Eric means. I don't know what he means. Trial court litigator. Because that's different. Eventually. Huh? What type of practice are we talking about? Yeah. What type of litigator? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I just don't know what kind of trial lawyer you think you want to be. But it's like. We can see that Eric is just rationalizing here, right? Eric started with, we're making bad decisions. And then here's my convoluted argument for why my bad decision is okay. He's going to yeah. arrive at the conclusion. It's like I'm doing LSAT logical reasoning right now, right? He's going he's gonna to arrive at this final conclusion. His intermediate conclusion is Texas A&M or SMU. Will get this is time. good enough. Yeah, And yeah, then his, his final conclusion is going to be, so I can go ahead and take the LSAT right now, right? And apply right now, right? You guys cool with that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You guys cool with that, right? Probably not. Anyway, he goes on and says, if I get in the high 160s or low 170s, I'm assuming I'll be competitive in schools in Texas with a potential tuition discount. 
I would prefer not to wait another year. Don't care what you would prefer. Everyone says they would prefer not to wait another year. We would prefer that you do wait another year. <laughs> like the people that you're writing for advice are telling you in our advice, in our, our best advice is you should probably wait. So, you know, granted, noted that you would prefer not to wait, but so what? Which I think means 170s for sure. But if I land an amazing job, maybe I can wait one more year. I'm in my peak earning years. I'm still mentally, physically and emotionally fit. And I don't want to wait too long to get into law. I'm not afraid of long hours. I've worked high stress jobs for long hours while deployed for the army. Additionally, if you have insights on which areas to consider for legal practice, holy shit. <laughs> I'd love to hear them. <laughs> Sincerely, Eric. You want to go? <laughs> okay, with that last comment, I have no clue <laughs> what insights you might want to consider. Dude. This, okay. This is on the naive end of the spectrum as far as emails that we receive, right? Yeah. Like, Eric, you're the one who's applying to law school. I mean, we don't even think people should go to law school. Our our <laughs> advice usually is don't do this unless you absolutely have to. Like, do anything yeah. else. Yeah. You're in your prime earning years. Good. Go get a job instead of wasting three years in law school where you're going to have to pay money instead of working. And then you're like, oh, but tell me what kind of law I should practice. <laughs> None, none of it. None of it's it. It's all horrible. Right. Unless you absolutely love it. Right. So, yeah, go. Please don't do this. Please do not do what you're about to do. Please go get actual legal experience. Then figure. And, and while you do, maybe you can work on your LSAT. And then if you decide that you have a burning desire to practice law, then you could make the decision to go to law school. But it sounds like you're about to make a really bad decision, which you acknowledged at the top of your email. I hope you don't do what you're thinking about doing here. This sounds terrible. Yeah. I mean, you also said with a potential tuition discount. No, the less you know oh, yeah. about law school, the more you need it to be free. <laughs> you're a poster child for don't pay for law school. You have no idea what you're getting yourself into, Eric. And the risk is enormous. If you end up paying even half price at Texas A&M or SMU, you're just a really good bet for regretting that a lot because yeah. you you're going to get into it and you're going to, I mean, most people who have no idea what they're getting into, they get there, they look around and they go, Oh shit, this is what it's like. I don't want to do any of this. <laughs> and that's why like half the people who go to law school never end up practicing law. You're, you're more likely than 50% Eric to be that person based on what you've told us here. Have you heard of the end of history illusion? No, the end of history illusion is the idea that people are very good at recognizing how they have changed in the past and how they are different today than they have been in the past, sometimes dramatically so. But very bad at predicting how they will change in the future. Yes, they believe that they've reached the end of history. This is the this end is state. the end. Right. Yeah. Humans and are like that's how people misunderstand evolution, right? Is that they think mm -hmm. that we evolved to be this final state of being. Yeah. Which is not true. That's just where we are right now. And we will continue to evolve and change. Yeah. So the takeaway here is that if you recognize that it is, it is an illusion, you, you think that your current self 
is the self that's going to live the rest of your life, right? And it's like, no, it's not. In, in five years, you could have dramatically different beliefs and outlooks on how you live your life. And what we're trying to do from the other end of the spectrum is say, in five years from now, in two years from now, in 10 years from now, you're going to look back and you're going to say, I do not give a fuck about the year I took to delay to go to law school. But oh, I do yeah. care a lot about the stupid oh, loan yeah. I now am carrying. I do care a lot about the job I've settled for. I do care a lot about the city that I live in because I had to go here instead of there, given my poor options. Yeah. And it might turn out, Eric, that if you want to, like, what you really want to do is work in big law. I mean, it might turn out that what you really want to do is make big money. And if you want big money, big law, and that's, there's a lot of litigators that work for big law firms. I mean, you don't really probably do a lot of courtroom litigation when you're just starting, but you're certainly supporting the litigation teams. You're not going to want to go to Texas A&M or SMU and settle for that path. You're going to want to go to the best law school you can go to, you know, which in Texas is University of Texas. And you could get in there with the right LSAT and your work experience and your military background. You potentially could get into UT. And if you do, then, you know, now you've got doors open to big law opportunities, which is just going to keep all of these options open. You're somebody who doesn't even know what area of legal practice you want to go into. And you're thinking that that's justification for like, let's just settle for this lower ranked school. Oh, uh, well, I bet lots and lots of money that in two years, Eric is going to be in some class somewhere and say, oh, yeah, I wanted to be a trial lawyer. Why the hell did I think that? I don't want anything right. to do with that. <laughs> yeah, it's just you, you just clearly don't know what you're getting yourself into, Eric. So please don't rush this. Um, you can apply. Uh, I, yeah, I, I don't even know why you're trying to apply this fall. It's like people just they they don't have a good job that they like. And so they're like, well, I'll go ha hide out in law school instead. And it's just so foolish to do it that way. Yeah, yeah, it just makes no sense. And even if you do apply this fall, you're still not going to start until next fall. So you're going to have to do something in the meantime. You're not taking away the next year plus where you don't have the right job. Yeah. So you got to sort that out first. Put the oxygen mask on yourself first, <laughs> then think about um, these other things. So yeah. go, you know, go get a job, go get the right job, go get your, you're in your prime earning years. You say you have a, you've been successful in your career outside of college. So why not just keep working on your career while you also work on the LSAT and think this through more instead of just throwing in applications and hoping that that's going to sort it out for you and get a potential tuition discount. Like what? I don't practice law and I would hate to practice law. Ben does not practice law. Ben would hate to practice law. <laughs> You're asking us what areas of legal practice you should consider. That's yeah. Do anything else is my advice from my heart. <laughs> Good luck. Email daily at lsatdemon.com if you'd like to ask us a question or share some LSAT or law school admissions news. Thanks for listening.